good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are on this pale blue dot that we all live on. My name is Adamantium, you're the audience, and you're listening to this edition of ATZM Podcast, formerly AAUTZM Podcast, but shortened it. Uh, but thank you all for clicking in, as it were. Just the usual announcement for those of you listening to this on YouTube right now. My podcasts also exist on TalkShoe.com. Down below in the video description, you'll find the link to the call series. There you can listen to and download the uh, the shows for free in MP3 format. So those of you who want to do that, you can do that there. Uh, there's other another usual plug that I give. It's uh, for a book called The Zeitgeist Movement Defined. It's essentially the canonical text as it were if you want to find out what it is that the zeitgeist movement actually advocates and it's in uh, sort of long essay form and it's really really comprehensive really really cool uh, but if you go to www.thezeitgeistmovement.com forward slash orientation and there you can uh, find out a way to either buy a physical copy uh, at you know a very small expense or if you want to download a copy copy of it for free in PDF format, you can do that there, and you can have it on your Kindle or whatever. Uh, but that's that for the Zeitgeist Movement Defined. Uh, just another announcement. On the 15th and 16th of August, the uh, Brighton and Hove chapter in here in the UK are going to be having an information stall at the Brunswick Festival. Um, it's going to be a really awesome day Um really good potential for talking to people about this kind of thing because it's uh, it's a very sort of uh, very fun and even uh, even in certain ways a new agey sort of festival so there's those kind of people who actually have that compassion um, and care but if you go to uh, www.brunswickfestival uh, that's b-r-u-n-s-w-i-c-k festival.org.uk you can find out more about the festival there but we're going to be doing an information stall there it didn't really cost us that much because um, uh, I mean and that's and that's a two day festival I mean granted it's in a because it's in Brunswick Gardens in, uh, in Hove so it's a, a relatively small space but it's so good. I mean, I've been there before, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful atmosphere. Um, but there's that. Uh, also, it is my unfortunate task to inform you that R.S. Holtz uh, is no longer our sponsor, since I myself uh, was dumb enough to actually try their services, and uh, it turned out horribly. Uh, I mean, seriously, the look on her face... Uh, you know, it turned out, uh, really, that the teleportation uh, process involved in, in RS Holt's uh, service, um, the, the process itself causes uh, corruption in the data um, that are stored in, in these people's heads. They, they arrive to you with the data disfigured, in a sense. Um, but, it, you know, it, and it would start giving, you know, these plausible but misleading and disastrous seeds of thought you know different uh different ideas that are completely counter to uh to what you're actually trying to achieve why you you know summoned the person to the consultant to begin with um so we've gone our separate ways and uh so has myself and Oris holtz uh <laughs> i mean i i didn't realize that's why they named themselves the way they did you know um so this podcast is brought to you by Tinted Spec Savior, uh, the brand new shades company that's taking the world by absolute storm. 
okay i mean the these things aren't just selling uh, it's revolutionizing the idea behind shades as like a fashion accessory or maybe even you know a, a lifestyle you know i mean if you tell you what, if you've ever heard the phrase rose tinted spectacles then that is what these guys have done uh it's essentially a two-step process uh you buy the shades uh of the certain color you need and you start wearing them uh viewing the world through the colors specialized filter uh that's integrated into the lens i mean that that's where the filter is and um it provides you uh with the uh with the certain principles and and focus points in in your vision um you know and this is where step two kicks in right you're encouraged by the accompanying hypnosis cd because uh, each each color comes with its own specialized uh, hypnosis cd uh for you to internalize all of these principles that you've been that you've been getting and seeing through um i mean i i suspect these guys have uh, have built upon the uh, the principles uh, used in the film they live um where you know this is it's it's almost like a groundbreaking technology and this is actually real world you know um but so for for example uh if you opted for the green tinted spectacles uh then you will start to view the world where the monetary system is presupposed never questioned and in fact incentivized you know um you know i hear they've they've even been working on this uh, dual color combo of uh, red and blue uh, to teach someone only to see the world in a political context you know it's it's really interesting um but since those two colors are a guess at best you know it'll, it'll be interesting to see um now you can buy these for your friends and family to get them back on whatever side you're on and they're reasonably cheap so kids don't reach for that m16 to shoot up your school stay clear of the box of matches you are eyeing up to burn the house down visit www.tintedspecsavior.com forward slash offer and enter the code name adam2015 and you can get 10 percent off your first five re-education packs because remember the strongest reality wins this podcast is also brought to you by my wonderful triad of sponsorship providing the points of preservation of uh, keeping this podcast coming to you free every single month the uh, triad points are covered by russell brand caroline lucas mp and sir patrick stewart now obviously uh, russell brandy sends me money in wet plastic bags that i have to dry on the radiator uh, caroline lucas sends me money via carrier pigeon uh, but sometimes I have to put little ke- she puts, needs to put little Kevlar vests on because uh, my neighbour down the road is a little trigger happy. Uh, and uh, Sir Patrick Stewart beams me money uh, using his uh, replicator three D printer. So yeah, uh, so yeah, they've agreed to uh, sponsor the show in exchange for later on down the line uh, towards the end of their um, their obligation that they'll come onto the show for at least ten minutes to discuss science and sustainability when applied to society. So the more of us that actually contact them and thank them for sponsoring the show, the more likely they will be to come on. So by all means, tweet, email, text, smoke signal, whatever you got to do to thank these individuals for sponsoring this show. 
and keeping it coming to you every single month for free. Anyway, and that's all the announcements out of the way. So, on to the actual topic of the show. As you can tell from the title, this uh, this is what I've tentatively called uh, Confessions of a Hug Monster. But uh, (laughs) as I uh, started going into uh, the reason for the the hug dealing that I I call it, I I realised that it's also a lot about taking right action. So... With that in mind, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll go into more of the free hug stuff in a minute, but just a little thought exercise. I'll give you two stories, um, of, you know, a different process that can be involved in either, you know, ensuring or deterring a person from taking some kind of right action. This is, this is taken from the perspective of myself, uh, when considering, uh, on a Saturday morning to uh, to actually go out and and go into a town center and give give free hugs. So there's two two stories, okay? The first of them is uh, a story of inaction and uh, the second is a story of right action. Okay? So first story, I wake up later than usual, uh, probably around about 10:30, something like that. I realise it's a really nice day outside and I remember that I have nothing planned for the day. So scrolling through the options um, of things I do on a Saturday, uh, I have the thought of going out hug dealing, as I like to call it. Uh, this thought is then met with uh, with almost like an automatic uh, risk assessment uh, based on the negative things that have happened before and even negative things that haven't happened but could likely happen. Um, I think about the fact that I haven't been hug dealing in a while, uh, so I'm not used to it. I think about the parking situation, like uh, I'll find somewhere preferably free or uh, can I afford to pay for parking? And um, and one one little side note that I'd like to uh, make later on about parking is uh, something that I've actually found quite interesting in terms of uh, you know the internet. But I'll get into that later on. Um, but instead of uh, instead of taking these uh, these considerations that I've started having in my mind instead of taking these as mere logistical considerations to be solved uh, before I've even considered going out um, as an activity for the day I've already created a few quite a few excuses not to do it right and um, and by that point I can't hope to accumulate a large enough stack of of excuses to do it all right that's that's the thing i mean uh, particularly uh if you if there's a lot of negativity in your life if there's a lot of negativity in your thinking then when you when you come up to a realization uh of an opportunity to do some to to take right action like for for instance you're you know you you've got nothing nothing really planned on a saturday afternoon and it's really sunny outside so why not go out and give out free hugs you know i mean yes it will take you about half an hour to drive out there but you know go out there and do it right and uh you know then then i start if if i'm mainly dominated by negative thinking then i'm more likely to be like oh well 
there was that there's that one guy that uh, that comes up to me and talks to me every now and then and he's he's a little bit weird and uh, it sort of like you know throws me throws me out of a loop in in terms of uh, just my ability to just be centered and just to give out value so I'm just like, oh well, what if I talk to her, or what if what if I bump into anyone that that I actually know that I haven't spoken to in a while, and I start getting all these all these excuses when, they, and and the thing is with these excuses is that they get taken as reasons not to take action, which is what I referred to a moment ago. That the excuses they're like. I cannot do this because da 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 da, da right? And uh, and the more the more you sit there and allow these excuses to come in, it's it's a bit like uh, it's a bit like you've opened up you've opened up a polling station, right? And uh, you've you've asked people to come in, and uh, you live. And you've opened up this polling station in a mostly conservative voting area. You know, like this particular demographic of, of, of a place, uh, most of the people there are voting conservative. You know, they have like these banners outside their house, like with, with the name of their local candidate. And most of the people there are voting there. Right. When you put that vote, voting station, polling station there, you're going to get more of conservative than any other party right so when you're in a negative frame of mind you're going to re- you're going to be i mean it's uh, it's like there's there's a self-development principle that uh, that memories are state access dependent meaning that if you're in a negative frame of mind you're more likely to be able to easily remember negative things like for or you know negative associative thoughts um in terms of like you know if i you know like someone who uh, who sees uh the idea of traffic as, uh, as something very stressful for them if they're normally very stressful about uh crossing the street then when they think about crossing the street, they think, oh, what if a car hits me, right? Um, but for someone who doesn't really see crossing the street as a big deal, then the idea that a car might hit them is still in their mind uh, in terms of just a logistical consideration, but there's no emotional, uh, there's no emotional effect causing inaction or hesitation, you know? It's it's not a big deal for them, right? So, and and this is the thing about what we do with uh, with excuses: we just let them build up and build up and build up. So, I elect to uh, in the in the intervening time, I elect to do other things while I think about it. Uh, since it's only ten thirty six, and if I were to go, uh, then I've still got time you know to get ready so maybe i start working on a project or watching videos or chatting to people online you know every now and then i think about whether i should go out Uh, it's still sunny uh i've even moved my workstation or what i you know sometimes you know that i mean that's the name i've i've given to you know an arrangement of uh of work tools that (laughs) that i'm working with i mean mainly also mainly it's uh 
my laptop and a couple of other things um, like keyboard or another computer or whatever but yeah I, I sort of like have a workstation I like to like move around um, but uh, but yeah I've moved that to the front room uh, which I can uh, where I can open the windows and at least feel part of the outside world without having to even leave the house you know the for- forecast the weather forecast is good uh, maybe I'll feel uh, maybe I'll feel better about uh, going out if uh, if I have a cup of tea and a sandwich you know I start getting into this like stimulus uh, stimulus mode it was like you know I'll, I'll feel better if I do x y and z um, which is you know it it does serve things in in the short term but in the long term it does screw you up because you're just going from stimulus to stimulus but I'll I'll get into that later on but by say 11 a.m uh, I've realistically only got about 30 minutes to get ready since I like to, if I'm going to be hog dealing, I like to start at about noon, right? And uh, the later it gets, the, you know, the less it's going to be worth it, right? Because it's going to be less time spent on the street, lower amount of hugs, and less footage, right? Uh, so I've already, I've already created numerous ideas for how to occupy my time at home by this point or even around home such as a walk around the woods which would be good for exercise uh, but it's not a social activity right and since I've already been mulling all this time I've been mulling over how solitude can be less stressful less effort and more predictable than socializing um, and that I can just do this another day it's not like I'm being a bad person for just missing one day, you know. I mean, I'm. This is the kind of thinking that's that I'm getting to at this point. Eleven uh, thirty uh, rolls around, and uh, I'm still not ready to go out. Uh, I've done some chores as a substitute right action. I mean, it's, it, what's weird is that I'm perfectly happy to do it, and I'm even I'm even damn efficient at it. But once it's done. Uh, I just realise it's more time wasted and not taking the right action that I've been intending to take since I woke up. And uh, and I start beating myself up because I'm not taking right action. Um, I've somehow rationalised that I can just, I don't, I don't know, maybe just watch one more video or uh, and, then, and then decide uh, whether or not I should go out. You know, I'm, I'm putting off the decision to act. I've pushed it back in uh, in my mind with stagnating and negative thoughts. Right? Noon rolls around, and I'm now making logistical corrections in the intended day's activities, uh, meaning that I'm I'm thinking, all right, I'm, I might spend half an hour half an hour here, but maybe only fifteen minutes here, or. I'll do this, but maybe not this anymore, um, because I'm dealing with less time now. Um, but yeah, since I'll be running late, you know, there's the there's the compounded stress that I'm now having to correct. Uh, this puts me in it really. It just puts me in a frame of managing my failure uh, to act uh, instead of just taking right action. Right. Uh, 
Uh, I start to question whether I'm neglecting the task itself uh, by approaching it in such a half-assed fashion. Um, you know, again, I'm beating myself up. Uh, I'm disappointed in myself for not having the forethought to have my camcorder fully charged for for the day, um, and and I have to like plug it in, and it will only have like three quarters charge or something. Uh, so, so. You know, so I'm actually limited in my ability to record the the amount of media that I wanted to, and I start beating myself up about that. Uh, I get into a uh, maybe I get into a brief exchange with someone online uh, about I don't know some sort of topic like I don't know like rehabilitation of criminals, uh, where I'm asking them uh, how violence can be used to prevent violence teach non-violence or repair the damage caused by violence you know because because that's the that's the thing i i address the act of punishment or you know uh people say oh yeah an eye for an eye tooth for a tooth you know the punishment has to fit the crime and i and i have to say to them well how can we use violence you know because if if it's if it's an eye for an eye tooth for a tooth we're basically saying yes we need to become just like exactly like them we need to do exactly the same thing to stop that being done <laughs> and uh yeah because that's the thing a lot of people don't question why they have that particular mindset they think oh yeah we need to punish them that will stop that will stop them from doing it or it'll at least stop that one um but then when when the person says that i i say to them well have you ever played this game called whack-a-mole <laughs> i mean i, I try to I, I mean i'm sorry i'm, I'm laughing now because i you know i'm thinking about the uh the situation just getting extremely amused by it uh but I, you know i don't laugh at the time i'm i'm actually quite you know serious and um but also friendly as well uh i you know i just try to like ask these questions and uh and they they just get really angry and insulting um and that contributes to even more negative thought patterns um so you know i'm i'm already sort of going in a completely different direction by now uh so by 12:30 uh, I've realised that by the time I get there and get set up, it would be about 1.30pm and I'm already in full swing with working on something else, whether it's uh, editing of, of something, writing of another. You know, I've I've already looked to other tasks to distract me from thinking about taking right action and I've already gained momentum with those instead. Um I mean, maybe I've seen a brand new self-development video uploaded and um, I'm already 15 minutes into it. Uh, and I've been maybe alternating between that and another video for research about, you know, uh, researching how, you know, a particular product is made or, you know, how something works or some sort of theoretical thing. Um but either way, I'm I'm locked in uh, for probably the next hour, seemingly. Uh, so you know, can I still go out at one thirty? Yeah, it will be about two thirty by the time I get set up. Then, so is it even worth it? <sighs> That's only half the time I would spend there. 
So if I were intending to go where I would be paying for parking, uh, those locations would now be off the table of consideration because it's less time there. Yes, it's less spent on parking as well, most likely. But, you know, it's becoming less worth it because I'm not getting a full... Uh, a full day, well, not full full day, but like a full five hours or something, or at least whatever the uh, the camcorder um, camcorder battery and memory cards allow for. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, where I'd be paying though those places, I'd be like, well, it's not it's not worth going to pay anymore. Um, maybe the only places nearby where I can park for free uh, are the places where you know, maybe a few more negative memories are more prominent. Maybe, like, there's this particular place, you know, I mean, yeah, I don't have to pay to park, but there was that one time, you know. <laughs> um, and by one i I've completely rationalised in my head how I shouldn't have gone out today uh, since there are too many things to have uh, done here at home. Uh, I've used all of those uh, excuses not to act. Uh, I start to justify it to myself that I shouldn't go hug dealing because I might get harassed by the police or, uh, or I might get stabbed or that, that I mean that that's sorry about the final voice. I mean that's, that's how I try to make my excuses sound to myself. Um, I mean by making you, your excuses sound ridiculous it can you know, it can help to take them less seriously. Um, but, I mean, you need reliable internet access to do the things you're now doing, or uh, you need access to a shop to buy any groceries you may need, or you've passed a point in no return, you can't, you know, it's not worth it now. Uh, I mean, it just becomes clearly evident that, you know, things have turned out in such a way that you now feel better off at home. You know, and uh, and most people live most of their lives like this. You know, they uh, they they give up on that struggle to take right action. You know, and uh, when and when they see other people around them taking right action, it's uh, it can be jarring because I mean, have you, have you ever heard the phrase uh, like crabs in a bucket? It's um, it's a term used to describe uh, how um, sort of like a group of friends would react in a negative and rest- and uh, restraining way uh, if if one of them were to start improving himself. Very much like a crab trying to get out of a bucket. The other crabs are like, oh, no, you don't. You're coming back down in here with us, sort of thing. Um, but it's, it's kind of like that, you know. And, uh, and some people... They they lash out at those at those kind of people. They they start considering them with less value. They start uh, putting different kinds of violence upon them, and it's all because it's uh, for one thing. It's 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 really rubbing in their face uh, the fact that they have. Ver- I mean, all of us have these success barriers. All right, we have a certain standard for what we think we're entitled to or you know what kind of success we can have we every single one of us has that sort of has that point where we're like yeah that's that's all i can do 
you know, or that's all I can be, because that's the that that's closer to the um, to the crux of this this matter anyway. I mean, with a success barrier, it's all about your own percep your egoic perception of yourself. You know what you really think you're entitled to, and uh, the reason why. Uh, well, one of the one of the main reasons why a lot of people don't go for what they actually want is because they have those success barriers. They they don't feel deserving of um, of true success, so they don't push for it. You know, it's weird, but. Um, but not to not to go down like a huge uh, huge negative route. We'll spin this around um, spin this around now, and uh, I'll tell I'll tell you the same story um, that I told you about. You know, the morning of uh, of wanting to take right action, but instead of lowering an anchor and keeping myself in place with excuses, I'm going to take right action and see where the momentum of that goes. Right. So I wake up early since I had set my alarm the night before. Uh, I get up without having to put it on snooze, or maybe need, maybe putting it on snooze once. But that's it, right? <laughs> maybe, I mean, maybe that's a maybe that's a big no-no because I mean, that's the thing. I mean, excuses uh, are very easy to accumulate because it only takes one little slip and it becomes a slippery slope. Right, that's that's the thing. Excuses become a slippery slope. So um, maybe if I try try actually to get up when it first goes off, not having to put it on snooze, and I have breakfast. Okay. Um, recently, I I mean, ever since I was a kid, I used to have Weetabix. Um, there was a certain ritualized way that I used to do it as a kid, which was highly unhealthy, um, which I dare say contributed to a lot of my uh, attention deficit. Um, you know problems as a kid um, but yeah I mean the uh, thing is it, if I was having it the right way it would be a healthy breakfast and I've started to to have it in a healthy way now uh, but I gather together the equipment I'll need for the day such as camcorder, tripod, IC recorder make sure I've got the sign um all that sort of stuff, and uh, and I have it all ready, so my stuff can just be picked up on the way out the door. Right? When it comes to the time that, all right, I've got to leave now, I can just stand up, grab my stuff, walk out the door, that's it, I'm out. Um, but uh, once I've got all that sorted, uh, I relax for a while. Uh, now, knowing uh, that I have plenty of time to get ready, I can actually relax now, but I don't spend this relaxation time um, mentally idling. Okay, I mean, a lot of people they they confuse relaxation with switching off, and uh, there's I mean there's there's bleed over to to both both concepts, but on the whole, if you're if you're just you know. Um, if you're just switching off in front of uh, of some uh, some sort of stimulation source, like for example a TV, or you know films on your computer or something, if if there's some form, if you're just sitting sitting idly in front of a of some form of stimulus, then you're 
you know your your body is at rest but your mind um your mind is like continuously being bombarded with uh, with stimulus right and uh I mean, th- this is what's called a duh state, when you're just like, duh, I just want to zone out in front of the... Bo-. I mean, a lot of people spend their evenings like this. I mean, that's that's why, you know, primetime television is, like, evening, you know, early evening to evening when people have come home from, from work and they just sit and veg out in front of the box, right? Um, Facebook is another one of these. I've noticed, you know, even even myself, I, I catch myself just scrolling down my news feed. And, you know, sometimes I think, uh, sometimes I look out for particular people's posts as I'm going down because I would pay more attention to them for some reason. <laughs> um, and uh, so, sometimes I, I scroll down with the intention of finding some something, something to comment on. You know, and that's the thing. I, I keep thinking that the right action to take would be to engage in discussions on Facebook or something. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really weird how a lot of people don't see that that is a very easy trap to fall into. I mean, not that it's addictive. I mean, no behavior by itself is addictive um but it is an easy trap to fall into because you know stimulus is very mesmerizing you know uh so instead of uh, instead of doing that maybe i listen to uh some relaxing music uh or maybe some other media that reminds me of uh and inspires the mindset and principles that i need to adopt throughout the day uh, in addition to engaging in some meditative activity. Uh, when I say meditation, uh, I'm actually referring uh, to an activity which gets you out of that motor-mouth brain uh, that's always chattering and uh, and into a calm state of alertness. I mean, some meditation teachers, like Eckhart Tolle, uh, refer to this as uh, being present. You know, when you're present to the moment. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, either way, I need to be feeling uh, positive, centered and engaging in minimal, unhelpful internal dialogue. You know, that's, that's the thing. I mean, there's uh, one thing that Eckhart Tolle said in his uh, in his book, The Power of Now, uh, when uh, when he was asked about the uh, the joy that uh, that comes from being connected uh, to the present moment and being free of all those extraneous thoughts, uh, they thought that this person thought that it was some sort of like some sort of ability that they have to gain by themselves, and uh, and he said, "Well, you you already have it. It's just your mind has been making too much noise." And that's the thing, you quieten, quieten the mind. And, that, and that's one thing that all, I think, you know, most of, if not all, meditation teachings all say that you need to, you know, uh, step back from any extraneous thought. Right? Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the kind of mindset I'd, I'd need to be in because then 
it's far easier to uh, to be in more of a creative and expressive um, expressive frame of mind. So, uh, so the time uh, I've arrived at to leave the house comes, and I get up. I mean, I one of the things that I've been experimenting with lately is uh, just verbalising. Uh, I'm forcing myself. I'm forcing myself. I'm forcing myself. I'm forcing myself as I'm doing it. Right. Because I'm just trying to overwhelm any uh, any excuse on behalf of my ego to start coming in and saying no 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 you no you don't want to do this do that because of this 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 and this and the longer I listen to that ego, the the less likely the more likely I am to be deterred. Because I mean it's a bit like uh, think of it like um, like if you're if you're driving on the road. Um, you got to keep. If the road is straight, let's just say, yeah, let's just say for the sake of argument, you're going down a straight road, right? And uh, your car is currently going straight, so therefore the the wheel stays where it is, right? And let's just say it's a smooth road as well, so there's no sort of like bumps in the road that's going to send you up either way. So, from what you can tell about how the road is uh, how the road situation is unfolding if you keep the wheel still where it is you will just keep going straight right and uh, sometimes the road does curve round to the left so you need to cur- you need to steer the steering wheel in the appropriate direction right but what happens if you start having more force in your hand to go the other way the more you the more you pull the wheel along around to the right, the more your car is going to go towards the right, and you're going to end up crashing. Right, so it, <laughs> you need to steer the car along with the road itself. The road dictates where you uh, where you steer. It's the same thing with taking right action. Right, your your mind is. It's very much like uh, your take. It's a left turn. Well, well, actually, say for example, it's a right turn, because I want to, you know, conflate this all all along with uh, taking right action. Uh, so there's a right turn ahead. Your ego, uh, because taking right action is something that is starting to put you outside of your comfort zone. Your ego and your and your emotions are going to try to veer you towards the left, right? Because let's just say, for example, ah, it's a crossroads, okay? The uh, the road on the left signifies comfort, and the road on the right signifies right action and and uh, outside of comfort zone, into what's, what's known as a stretch zone, meaning the, uh, the area just outside of your... Um, on the borders of and out and just outside of your comfort zone where you're uh, doing things that are unfamiliar to you and challenging for you right this is this is where we learn like just just about in like one foot in comfort and another foot in stretch right um but that's (laughs) something that i can go into another time um so the time comes I get up. I'm. I'm like. I'm forcing myself. I'm forcing myself. I'm forcing myself. I'm overpowering those excuses. I get up, and I 
gather my gear and walk out the door. Okay, there's no niggling worries uh, by this point uh, about what might happen um, as I get in my car and go wherever I've decided to, to park, deal with whatever payments that I have to make and go wherever I need to be with a determination to have fun, to learn plenty and grow as an individual, all while taking right action, whether it's hug dealing or anything else. The point is that you took enough right action to gain a momentum, right? It's what's, it's what's known as a snowball effect, right? Just as excuses mount up and start building almost, sometimes they build exponentially, right? Because, you know, as you're, as you're, you know, gaining more negative thoughts, you're becoming more negative and you're looking for even more negativity. So it's like, it does, it does accelerate, it does snowball, it does build, right? It gains what's known as momentum. So just like negative thoughts and excuses can gain momentum with it, with them, with each other, so can positive thoughts and, uh, and actions, right? It's those positive ones that actually puts you also in a positive mental state, right? Because you realize, yes, I'm taking right action, and it feels good to do that. Not because you, um, because you do it for, I don't know, for other people's uh, reactions, like you give, you give out hugs just to see the smiles on people's faces. I mean, I guess, yes, that's a, that's a good thing to do, but there's, there's a far better reason that you, that you can do it, just because it is the right thing to do. That is a better reason. Um, so which of those two stories closer describes your activist lifestyle or your activist approach for those for those of you who who amongst these uh, the listeners who are activists which of those stories more describes you I mean which of those mindsets do you employ in life in general I mean, do you build excuse momentum or do you build action momentum? It's an interesting thought. So that's, uh, that's just that little thought experiment I wanted to give you. So the, uh, on to more about the hugs thing, uh, how I got started uh, in free hugs. Uh, it was a simple case of just being inspired by the activism of, of others. You know, I, I saw the original uh, Free Hugs campaign uh, videos. Uh, was used was you also used as a music video for uh, a song by uh, the Sick Puppies, I think they're called. Um, but it was a guy who calls himself uh, Juan Man, and uh, and he basically started this whole thing in uh, Melbourne in Australia. And um, but yeah, saw that video and um, some that, that was some time. Uh, before and uh, and I actually thought it was pretty cool I mean not that I would ever have the balls to do that um, I mean think about it standing in the middle of a of a population center with a with a big sign reading free hugs and inviting perfect strangers to wrap their arms around you 
I mean, I know, weird, right? <laughs> and it seems almost rapey. And, but, I mean, I guess by a superficial value system that ignores the value of compassion, then, yes, it could come off as that. If, if that is your value system, if you don't see uh, the necessity for, uh, for, you know, good social relations and, uh, and good social relations that, you know, serve, serve human emotional needs, uh, then, then, yeah... You can't think, oh, no, he, he just wants to harass people and fondle people. You know, I've had people accuse me of that. It's, it's weird. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's why I chose to adopt the, the approach of just standing there with the sign. And, uh, and those that want a hug have to approach to get one. And, uh, I mean, yes, granted, I, you know, I look... I look around, I engage people in eye contact. I'm not, you know, that's the thing. I'm not value scanning when I'm doing it because I have to bring the value. And I mean, this is something that I'll, uh, that I'll get into in a minute. Um, but yeah, I engage people in eye contact and, uh, and if they, if they do a sort of, sometimes they do a sort of double take. Sometimes they look at like a couple of times and I engage them in eye contact each time. And maybe sometimes, like the second time, if they look again, I sort of like, you know, cock my head to the side a little bit as if to say, go on, <laughs> I dare you, you know, and with a smile on my face as well, obviously. And and that that sometimes, you know, that sort of, uh, that serves their, their extra little bit of entitlement issue. Because some people, they don't feel entitled to even do that they say oh well i wouldn't want to go up to him and give him a hug like what if he does something or you know i i don't feel deserving of that sort of thing so sometimes you know they they need that little extra nudge um but it's but it's not forceful it's just inviting it's just inviting in a few different ways um but without having to actually force it but uh, but yeah that's that's why i do the the approach that i that i do um, but this serves actually more functions uh, than I re- that originally intended. I, I thought that was just like one or two reasons that I initially uh, realised, but I realised there was more. I mean, uh, the, the functions it serves, um, it assures the public that I'm not forcing or taking, right? I'm just standing there. I'm not approaching anyone. I'm just standing there. And um, I'm, not the ac- I'm not the active party in initiating the contact they are because uh, with their approach they initiate the contact um and because i'm standing there with this with a sign saying free hugs it's clear that i'm inviting it so i can't say he 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 assaulted me well you've got the sign saying free hugs you know you can't complain that someone gave you a hug that you didn't want to give a hug to you have to be open to give and giving anyone a hug whether they're whether they're a kid or you know someone in a wheelchair you know you can't have any prejudices about this sort of thing um and that and that, i think that's also why a lot of people find it uh quite difficult to uh to stomach because they think oh well if i were to do something like that it would mean that i wouldn't be able i would be really rude if i if I denied someone a hug who came up to me, I mean, 
I mean, I suppose if I really wanted to be an arsehole, uh, I might give, I might just give that a try. If it's like, maybe, oh, maybe I should do it with a friend and, uh, and just say, you know, because obviously if I, if I do it to a stranger, then who knows, they might actually like say something about it and just tarnish, um, tarnish whatever work I'm trying to do with this free hugs thing. But, uh, but just the, the idea of, uh, someone coming up for the hug and I say, actually, no, 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 I don't want to hug you <laughs> just to see what their reaction would be. <laughs> but no, it's, that's not a nice thing to do. If, if you're going to do that, do that to a friend who would understand, who you know would understand. Um, but, uh, but anyway, the, the other, other functions it serves, uh, with the, um, it's uh i'm i'm giving value uh to those willing to approach and even to those who just see the sign but don't even approach because that's the thing i've noticed that most people who see the sign at least crack a little bit of a smile at least i mean i've seen people um with i've seen people react to the sign with a vast 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 array of uh, of different reactions everything from looking at the sign and then they have like this look on their face as if to say oh that's nice but it's not for me you know i've had people like react to it with that sort of thing as they walk past and i've also had you know uh people laugh like you know like hyperactive hyenas about it you know <laughs> the 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 amount of reactions that people have is vast and mostly arbitrary you know i i can't predict their their reactions to begin with so why should i try to accommodate for specific reactions when I don't even need to try and anticipate any kind of reaction. I'm just there with the sign. They take with they take away from that what they will. You know, I'm not forcing myself on anyone so that so no one has a reason to say, "Oi, how dare you do this?" You know, because I'm just standing there. You know, because I mean, a lot of people they wouldn't. <laughs> Let's say, for example, no one no one would uh, walk past a shop and go into the shop to complain because they didn't like the window display. You know, so I was really offended by that. I mean, unless the window display itself was deliberately made to offend, but if it's if it just sucks or if it's just weird, then no one no one's gonna no one's gonna go in and say I didn't like you, I didn't like your window. <laughs> you know, no one's gonna do that. Um, so so that's the thing you um some people come up some don't but uh but i've noticed that even if someone doesn't come up for a hug then they've at least been positively affected and when i say positively affected i mean that uh, that i've inspired a positive emotion in them and how you know and it's sometimes it isn't just because i've got the sign there it's also because i'm clearly happy while doing it 
I mean, I've, you know, while editing the free hugs video that I did, I, you know, I closely watched, you know, what my behavior's like. You know, and, it, and it's just fulfilled and happy. So, yeah, ultimately, my point is that whether people uh, see the sign and approach or whether they don't, most people, on average, have a positive reaction to it, has a positive effect. And that's, you know, part of the brilliance about it is that people don't even have to come up for a hug for the act of giving out free hugs to have positive effects on those even who don't even come up for a hug. You know, uh, another another function it serves uh, with the addition of recording the session uh, either by you know IC recorder or um, or preferably with a camcorder. Personally, I do both. Um, it protects me uh, legally uh, from attempts, at accusations of harassment, uh, which you know there have been in the past, and they've all failed due to this method because they realise, oh shit. He's got his own record of events and my bullshit story can't match up to his evidence. So I should shut up. Uh, but, um, but lastly, it also inspires those who see the sign to take the right action of hugging if they're open to it. You know, I'll, I'll delve into to that a little more a little bit later. Um, some of the memorable hugs uh, I've had. Um, it's it's really weird. That there's a, there's a huge range, and uh, and it's hard to it's hard to think of any uh, of any hugs that uh, that stand out for any particular reason because there's so many hugs that stand out for all their own uh, unique reasons. Like for example, there was there was a there was a woman in Worthing. Uh, who came up to uh, to give me a hug? I think I was uh, giving out hugs alongside uh, some of the uh, some of the activists in Worthing who were protesting against the uh, the I think it was the cuts to the NHS that would uh, that would targeted at the uh, the disabled and um, and she came up came up to get a hug and uh, and after after we hugged she uh, she said that. Uh, she thought she'd come up because um, she was just about... She was on her way to visit a friend of hers in the hospital and her friend had only recently been diagnosed as t being terminally ill. Um, so she thought she'd come up and get a hug for her, you know. Um, and that that just, you know... I, I was just like, oh, that's, oh, that's wonderful. I mean, have, have another, another hug. So it's like a hug for, for each of you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's reasons like that, that, uh, that people come up. Um, I mean, I've coming, coming around like the complete opposite, um, end of the spectrum being quite funny. There was, uh, I hugged in, in, well, I wouldn't say hugged is, is the right word, but, you know, acted as a, acted as a little mobile perch for a, for a few moments for a parrot. You know, there was uh, there was a guy walking down the high street with a parrot on his shoulder, and apparently he um, apparently he's quite um, he's a well known uh, eccentric guy in uh, in Maidstone, and uh, and he walks around with uh, with pet parrots on his shoulders sometimes, and uh, and he came up to me and said, uh, you know, can't remember what the name of the parrot was, but uh, but you know she wants a hug, 
So he like transferred the parrot over to my shoulder, and I'm just like, oh, two seconds, two seconds. So I walked in front of the cam camcorder just to show show the parrot. That's one of the things you'll see on my uh, free hugs videos. You'll see the parrot on my shoulder. Um, I also hugged Batman. Um, well, rather a guy dressed up in a Batman suit. Um, <laughs> that was quite interesting. I did not see. I, he just came out of nowhere. I was just like, oh hi. <laughs> The Cape Crime Fighter is here. Um, uh, but yeah, I've I've been uh, I've been bear hugged quite a few times. I mean, uh, it's it's ma- it was mainly uh, well, it's, it is always with uh, with big guys, and uh, sometimes they sort of grab me, they like, lift me up off the ground. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that, that's fun. Um, I've even had uh, the girls like run up and jump on me. You know, I've I've had you know someone, you know, because uh, there's there's a thing in there of um, uh, I think it's uh, oh yes yeah, uh, the the illustrated guide to free hugs um, by Juan Man. And uh, this one thing I'll I'll tell you I'll put the uh, I'll put the link to uh, where I can if I can find that on the internet I'll put up a link in the video description for that um where he you know there there was one sort of like girl was like run jump and she even wrapped her legs around him as well um yeah I've, I've had that once or twice it's interesting I, I, I mean I've I mean I've even also had you know several people express you know overwhelming appreciation you know I mean they're you know there's people who they come up they they get a hug and they're like oh i really needed that thank you and they're like really really sincerely appreciative you know and i I realized that i mean as they walk away i think to myself if i didn't bother to come out today that person's that person's day would be you know it would be that little little bit more stressful had I, um, you know, since I wasn't there. Well, obviously, I mean, it wouldn't be any more stressful because that's, that's the way it would be if I hadn't taken action. But because I, I had taken right action, yeah, it's probably better to phrase, it in the, in the, phrase this in the positive, that because I'd taken right action, that person's life was a little bit better. Or either that or it... You know, they felt a lot better for maybe a good portion of the day, and uh, and now every now and then they they remember. Oh yeah, there was that guy in in Maidstone that was offering the free hugs. That was that was cool. That was cool. That, that's a good thing for people to do. You know, I've at least created that in at least one person. You know, even if it's just, I mean, obviously I've had several people over the course of quite a few years doing this um but normally it's like one person like each session there's one person who's like really really appreciative um i mean i've even had uh like there was one girl uh who i gave a hug to at the uh, the pagan pride festival and it, it was really weird because because uh, she because she came up to me she gave me a hug and she had this she had this like really strong uh, sort of like um, a very warm and strong uh, sort of vibe to her, and saying, so, you know, you know, you get like this uh, this vibe off of people that they're a really 
strongly positive person or even sometimes a strongly negative person but they have uh, their positivity sort of sweats out it radiates out of them and um and i gave her a hug and she she like after the hug she held me she looked right me she looked me right in the eyes and she said you have a wonderful day and and it was i was just like bowled over <laughs> i was I, I mean i was actually receiving more i think i was receiving more value than i was even giving and uh and I, you know i was just because I think it was uh, it was just after probably like a good half hour uh, talking to uh, talking to a per, um, like two police officers about you know different uh, different things that they have to deal with. Um, so yeah, she was the first hug after after talking to them. So I wasn't completely in a sort of like you know bringing value sort of thing because otherwise we would have both met on the exactly the same level. Um, or maybe her a little bit high because she what she did have a very strong overwhelming positivity about her, and uh, and, I, it, and it was almost it was almost like she, I was thinking to myself, "Whoa, you're that's too much for me," and and I sort of almost like bounced out. I was just like, "Oh yeah, thanks very much, take care," and I was just like walking out, and I was in a daze after that. I was just like, "Whoa," she, I mean. Because it was just that positivity that uh, that sort of oozed out of her, and that's the thing you you'll find uh, things like that can happen from time to time. It's it's weird. Um, I've I've heard. Uh, here's one thing that I that I hear more often than not now. Um, I hear the phrase "that was a really good hug," or or something along along those lines, and it's something. Uh, it, some, it sometimes confuses me because sometimes I I don't think I'm doing anything magical or special. I sometimes I think it's it's just a bog standard hug that I'm that I'm getting. I'm, not that you, there could be anything that could be concretely defined as a bog standard hug, but you know a, a hug that isn't that is far more friendly than it would ever be intimate. You know, I mean, the, the 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 kind of this is generally known as the A-frame hug, where uh, two people's upper bodies meet and and their arms uh, their arms wrap around, but the lower body does not touch. There is an intentional gap left by both people so that the the lower bodies don't touch. Some some people are more um, more accommodating and they don't mind like you know both the upper body and the lower body touching. But generally, if it's more of just a, a very quick, friendly thing, it's sort of like, oh, I'll lean my 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 upper body in and give you a hug, and then and then when I straighten up again, there will be that distance again, you know. So and that's that, that's perfectly fine. But I've found even people who give those kind of hugs, and sometimes, you know. It can appear sometimes that that's sort of like a very superficial hug, like a "ah, see ya" sort of thing. Um, but even then, sometimes they say that was a really nice hug. That was really nice. You're really good. You're a really good hug. I I hear that as well sometimes. You're a really good hugger, and that's the thing. Sometimes when you've been doing something for so long, like I've been giving out hugs, you you just don't really you don't have an overblown sense of ego about how brilliant you are you just you just 
go with the motions you just do it and you you think this is what you're doing and you recognize that there are other things that you can be doing that are far better and you may not all always stretch for those but even sometimes when you're not stretching for excellence you know not that i mean there's a weird topic about talking about stretching for excellence in terms of hug dealing um but even when you don't feel like you're giving an intimate hug or you know you feel it's just a very sort of nah sort of hug even then people say it's, it's a really nice hug um because one thing i've learned about that is that about is the thing about a hug is that it's not about the particular way that you hug not not completely i mean yes part of it is you know sometimes i accidentally dictate the um the uh, the configuration of the hug by the positions that i put my arms in like sometimes i put my my left arm up a little higher and my right arm down a little bit or sometimes you know sometimes i've got the the sign in the in the right hand sometimes i put the right arm over and the left left arm down so i guess in a way sometimes i dictate the configuration of the hug then um but it's not necessarily about that um because sometimes they can dictate the frame by them putting their hat their arms up in a specific way that says yeah i'm physically ready for the hug and i'm coming towards you with this configuration and it and it will be awesome if you match to that you know that that's that's one thing that i every now and then i have to keep reminding myself to do to let them dictate the configuration of the hug um because it's then it will be more of a hug that they would enjoy um but that i mean that's that's not the main part of it it's the 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 way you it's about what you know it's not whether you put your head to the left or the right um or you put your arms under theirs or not it's about the experience of the hug right um meaning uh it's it's down to the value that you bring to the situation the kind of vibe that you bring if you stand there with a free hug sign and you're in a negative frame of mind then chances are you're doing it because you're needy and uh and you're trying to leech value from other people that shows okay um because most communicate most communication is non-verbal right only a small percentage of human communication is verbal and that's that ten- that strangely tends to be the only communication that most people um most people think about in ter- in terms of communication but it's uh, but it's there's more uh non-verbals or what's known as subcommunications um that you uh that you give out that shows you know the kind of the kind of mindset you're in at the moment the kind of emotional state that you're in uh your intentions you know every all these kinds of things are being broadcast all the time it's uh, i mean the, there's a self-development term for it says uh, called the truth uh, the truth self is always showing through right because you don't consciously control your body language most of the time i mean unless you're starting to become self-conscious about your your body language but other than that your body language just shifts unconsciously because you know your your emotions 
do have a sort of you know uh subtle uh influence on your on your body and vice versa um but yeah it's about the experience of the hug whether you uh you stood there you received a hug and you weren't sort of like yeah <laughs> i mean that's the last thing i mean yeah i could i could probably think of uh <laughs> Just for just for shits and giggles, I can just think of a list of things that you should never do while giving out free hugs. One of them being, oh yeah, uh, maybe another one, uh, sort of like as they squeeze you, let out a fart or something. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I dare say I could probably just compile a very quick list of uh, you know the things you should never do. Um, but yeah, I mean the if they if you give them a good experience with it, if you project a good vibe and you show consideration, you don't squeeze them too tight, you don't hold them for too long, um, and uh, you know obviously if if they're if they're clinging on a little bit more than uh, than what you would personally um, you know gauge as an acceptable level just hang with it for a little while maybe uh maybe give their back a little back a little stroke or something more maybe because because normally uh people signify that they want to end the hug by um giving a pat on the back or or like a playful slap on the back that's uh that's generally um a sort of unwritten rule uh with hugs that when someone is hugging you if you if you start feeling them patting your back that's their signal as if to say okay i'm i want to start ending the hug now you know so look out for those uh, those sort of things if you are going out hugging um so yeah it's down to the value that you bring and because of that i often find that i'm <laughs> i'm damn near exhausted by by the end of any session because i have spent hours on end consistently self-generating and radiating value all right i put in the effort uh to be that centered and happy person that is giving value and not taking value all right or in or in this instance uh giving hugs as opposed to taking them i mean yes i guess if you want to if you want to be pedantic about it when when you give a hug you get a hug but you're not uh but you're not doing it to get a hug primarily you're doing it to give so but because each person uh each person that sees me there holding the sign is the first time that they that they see me do it. it's their it's the first impression uh if they catch me in maybe a lapse of positive emotions or a lapse of attention to the task at hand maybe i'm leaning over to get another another swig of water from my bottle maybe i'm checking the time maybe i got a text maybe i'm looking in the other direction you know if if they if they catch me in a lapse they may not feel like uh, they should approach if it maybe i mean i dare say there are some people who would have come over to give me a hug but haven't because they see that i'm chatting to someone so they're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to impose on their conversation. So I'll, I'll carry, carry on. That's why I try not to get caught up in, in, uh, in sort of like 
isolated, uh, committed uh, discussions while out giving hugs because, you know, for the people, some people go past, they might see the sign and say, oh, I would, but no, nah, he's talking, so I won't. So that's that's one person that's one person lost in in that sense. You know, it's one less person that I can improve the day of in that sense. You know, um, but uh, but yeah, no. Uh, in the sense of if they catch me in a la- in a lapse of value giving, uh, then no, you know, no one wants to give a pity hug. No one, wa- no one wants to go. I mean, maybe there there would probably be a, like one or two, but most people, if they see a a guy in the high street giving out free hugs, they should expect him to not be like looking around, going, "Come on, please give me a hug, please." You know, I'm. That's the thing. People, people are already seeing beggars in the high street anyway. In 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 terms of the. Uh, of the homeless people and and i'm not saying that you know that uh that homeless people shouldn't um shouldn't be in in high street I'm, well i'm i'm saying that people should have a home anyway so they shouldn't need to have to be on the high street but i'm not saying that you know homeless people you know i'm um throw away the shovel at them uh <laughs> but um but yeah i mean people people are used to encountering people on the high street that want something from them whether it's a beggar or a market research person that's that's the yeah that's the context i should have taken <laughs> instead of almost sounded like sounding like i support the uh the act of the police moving moving on homeless people um <clears throat> even though i can understand the logic um of wanting to do that because if you think about it in a market sense then homeless people are a reminder of the system's inadequacies. It's a reminder of what the system doesn't do right. <clears throat> and if you're in a place where, uh, such as a high street, where the, you know there's advertisements and stuff trying to encourage you into engaging in behaviours that serve the system, if if you know if they want you to spend into the system they don't want you to be they don't want you to be uh exposed to influences that would uh deter you from supporting the system you know that's that is why the police are trying to move uh, move homeless people on they they're using that sort of like you know market uh market function as an excuse to get rid you know out of sight out of mind sort of thing um but yeah no no one wants to um approach a person who is supposed to be giving value and give value and instead give value to them you know no one wants to approach a total stranger and hug him because he needs it and is leeching physical contact off the public right because that that's the that's the thing that some people uh, would immediately spring to if they think, oh, you're giving out hugs. Why are you really that desperate that you need to hug strangers to feel happy? Yeah, that that's the that's the negative, um, the negative assumption that uh, that a lot of people have had um, when it comes to uh, to this sort of thing. That there, there was one kid. I don't know whether he's put this video up anywhere or not, 
but he was uh, he, he looked like well he looked like he was filming on his iPhone I don't know whether he was actually filming on his iPhone um, but yeah he came up to me uh, in Islington when I was um, on uh, one of the information stalls for the Zygos movement in there and uh, and he asked me why are you giving out hugs like basically not looking at me directly but he was looking at me through his iPhone feed like through his iPhone's camera feed, he was look he was interacting with me through his iPhone's camera, you know, um, and and I made the mistake of saying, well, why do you think I'm doing it? And he's like, because you're desperate. And his mate like starts laughing his ass off, <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, well, it's it's just to brighten up people's day. And but the thing is, in his mind, his he was already locked into the idea that if you if you you go out and give free hugs it must mean because you're lacking in yourself and need to leech value from those around you so that's the um that's the assumption that a lot of people go to and that's why you uh if you do this sort of thing then you need to be sure that you are giving value and not taking value. Make sure that, uh, I mean, yes, you're going to be, you know, this is one of the reasons why I'm so exhausted afterwards, because I'm standing around for hours on end. I mean, obviously, like, you know, uh, pacing a little bit, you know, just to uh, make sure my legs don't seize up or whatever. But, um, But, yeah, I'm more or less, like, stationary in in one place or a small area um for hours on end trying to you know provide value this whole time and um and to make sure that if i it, i mean it's very easy for for me to for something to happen like so for example if uh, if someone walks past and they laugh in a particular way or they make a particular kind of comment that is sharp enough to cut through that that positivity and sting me. I mean that that's the that's the whole intention in um, in those those kind of things. If it cuts through there, then it's very easy to sort of it it can just sort of cut through right down to almost the core of why you're doing it and lay a seed right there to discourage you from doing it that is that that's the intention for it and so for example if i do take that the wrong way which i very often don't i mean the my my reaction probably 99.9% of the time now is to just laugh and consider it as just oh <laughs> that that's funny as if like you know they've they've come they've come past and they've made their effort to make me laugh to tell me a joke, to say something funny, almost like it's a parody of what a, of what an ignorant person would say. You know, I, I mean, that, for one thing, it it is kind of a delusion where I'm thinking, oh, no, they're not really a bad person, they're just telling me a joke uh, and parodying what a nasty person would say, um, when, in fact, they are that nasty person and they're saying it. But what does it matter what they think? Why should I take what they say seriously and to heart if what they say is purely meant to wound right so 
you don't allow that because because if you if you allow that sort of thing then you start um you start lowering in your own uh sense of value and then you start seeing the hugs as a way to get back up to sort of like you know make make you a little bit happy say yeah i'll i'll uh I'll flash the board a little bit more and maybe if someone comes up and gives me a hug then I'll feel a little bit a little bit better about what that other person said. Right? It's easy to fall into into that kind of justification and uh, and at that point you've stopped giving value and you've started taking value, you know. Um so yeah, there, there's a lot more to this kind of thing uh than you'd think. Uh, but you know, some people would think that uh, that it, this sort of doesn't really achieve anything and do- doesn't really get noticed. But it does. You know, I mean, the uh, I'd say there's a few uh, media appearances that I've had in local newspapers. I mean, there w- there was one. Um, I had one article written about me in the Worthing Herald. Uh, there were three articles written about me uh, in the Kent Messenger. And even one article in the Sun newspaper. I mean, it, w- it wasn't like a, a big spread. It was like in in one of it was one of their column jobbies. Um, but even then, that that thing was, it was just a regurgitation of uh, of the third um, article that the KM wrote about me. But uh, just just to give you a little um, just to give you a little uh, little funny thing. Uh, to hear this, this is what the this is the Sun newspaper's um, article about me. Um, uh, sorry, I was trying to find it. Uh, yeah, cops warn hugs man, a man who dishes out hugs in a towns uh, to a town shoppers to brighten their day. Quote has been slapped with a harassment warning by cops. Jobless Adam Maloney, who parades with a megaphone and a board saying free hugs, claims he's embraced more than 1,000 people without any problems in recent months. But police in Maidstone, Kent, have issued him with a harassment warning, which will show up on criminal records checks, after saying they had received a complaint. Adam, 28, from nearby Cranbrook, plans to carry on with his campaign. He said... Quote, the vast majority of people always hug me back. It clearly makes them feel better. Um, that's the kind of sensationalism that the media will try to spring on you uh, if they even pay any attention to you. Um, but it's it's that sort of thing that you can't let get to you in the first place. Um, because if you do let it get to you, then it's easy to start using the activity that you've been doing to give value to start taking value instead, you know. Um, But yeah, I mean, as I said uh, earlier, hugs inspire right action. Not just in the people around me, but also in myself. Because as I described in the two stories earlier, there's a certain you know almost like a tug of war as it were between um between comfort and taking right action you know hum- human beings in general uh we try to maximize uh you know comfort 
um, survival and reproduction. You know, you know that whole sort of thing. Survival and reproduction um, being the, the two focal points of of human attention. Anything that maximizes or is a threat to survival or, or reproduction has value to us. And when I say value, it means that we um, that we pay more attention to it and more energy into that idea. Um, but it uh, but it does inspire right action because, for one thing, uh, if I were going up to people and offering them a hug, say for, say for example, if I could find all the justifications and, and necessary protections for for doing it, where I approach them and I just start hugging them or whatever, right? Uh, in that sense, it's not really inspiring them to do anything besides just comply. You know, it's not inspiring them to get out of their comfort zone because, for because one of the things that is the biggest obstacle to like you know my hug counter going through the roof is people not feeling entitled to to do that sort of thing to to actually approach a stranger they they look at me and and they you can see on their face that they would want to come up for a hug but you know it's it's it, it's too far out their comfort zone you know or it's just outside their comfort zone and uh, maybe throughout the day they've been engaging in thoughts that reinforce reasons to stay in your comfort zone um so so being there with the sign and even sort of like every now and then like you know engaging them in eye contact and uh, maybe like little little head movements as if to say go on go on come here then sort of thing um and uh, and when when they come over rewarding them for that right that by itself is going to inspire more people to say yeah, you know cuz cuz some people uh, I, I mean i've had loads and loads of people uh, walk past me they see the sign and maybe either they uh, they saw the sign a bit too late and they and they were already walking past me before they would have decided yeah I will go for a hug but by that time they're too far past me and it would have to mean more more effort to sort of like you know go back on themselves and come back to me just to get a hug and it's like, oh no, no, no! I'm too far now. I don't know. It's not. It's not worth it. Very much like in that first story, where by the time, um, by a certain point, there's a threshold where I'm just like, nah, it's too late now. No, no, no! I'll carry on. I'll carry on. And a lot of people do that. You know, main, I mean, obviously, it is partly my fault uh, for not always making the sign uh, viewable from. A whole one uh, one hundred degree angle, because um, you know, obviously, I, I stand uh, to the side of a of, of a of a you know a dual flow uh, dual flow um, crowd footfall, and uh, you know, so and I and I would move from side to side, but obviously, you know, I need to, I can't just hold the sign straight out to the side. Because one thing that you will find uh, if giving out hugs in a high street is that a lot of people are really tunnel visioned. 
you know they uh, they don't really look to the side to see things because maybe you know maybe they're trying to save and they don't want to be seduced by more adverts or maybe it's just too much stimulus or maybe they just want to get where they're going and they don't want to be distracted so they won't look right that's why sometimes you know turning it around a little bit to the side or like pushing in the sides of the sign so it's uh, so it's um, so it's convex, meaning that it's uh, that it's bent outwards. Um, that way, you know, it's slightly visible to the side, and it's and you see it all the way around. Well, or, or at least in 180 degrees, right? So I I try to do little things like that, like moving moving the sign as well, maybe. Um, spinning the, sa- the sign round in in my hands, like one one resolution, one revolution, sorry, uh, and then back the other way, you know. So it's back, you know, where I started, you know, little things like that, because because the human eye is drawn to movement, and uh, and that and that's the thing. And and when someone sees the sign, it's basically an invitation, and from there, it's down to them. It's down to their choice of whether or not they will go for a hug. And some, sometimes, if uh, you know what what most people will do, they will they will they will see the sign and then they will look at me, right? And if they see me looking back at them, just calm, just chill, smile on my face, and I sm- and I smile to them. And uh, maybe sometimes if I just got my head to the side a little bit, they're like, "Yeah, go on then." And and that's and that's the thing for a lot of people, it's it's sort of like a, "Oh, free hug sort of thing." Go on then. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the Starship Enterprise when uh, when it goes into warp. You know, <laughs> it's like that's. That's kind of like what most people's decision process is like when they're when they see a free hug sign. Um, some some people that that's drawn out and then they just never get to warp and it's just like mm, yeah and then they they just don't 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 go to warp or don't come for the hug. Um, but it's the it's the fact of me standing there. That's, that I'm basically saying, I dare you to take a form of right action. You know? I encourage you to take a form of right action. You know? I think it will be cool if you take a form of right action. You will not regret taking this form of right action. You will feel good if you take this form of right action. It's okay to take this form of right action. No one's going to lock you up in jail or hit you or rape you for taking this form of right action. Right? It's perfectly fine. And that and that's the thing. In when um when there's enough receptive people around, what I find is that that starts to snowball as well. So this is a concept that comes up quite a lot with this sort of thing, the snowball effect, right? Um, I've noticed that uh, I, I've even like said 
uh, said in jest, like halfway through, like a huge slew of people that I'm that I'm hugging. I say, "Oh, there's a queue now," because like one person comes up, then maybe they're with we're there with someone, and they come up and get a hug as well. And other people around see that happening, and they go, "Oh." Oh, that's cool. Other people are doing it as well. Oh, all right. And it gives them social permission, right? It gives them social permission. When that's why, when uh, when you're just standing there and no one's giving you a hug, that's the least. That's that's your least likelihood of actually getting a hug because people can't. People aren't seeing you get a hug, so therefore. There, there isn't that additional form of social permission received. There's just your offer. There's no one taking you up on that offer. That's why more people are more inclined to give you give you a hug, um, or for you to give them a hug. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, the Freudian slip. Um, <laughs> that's why more people are inclined to approach when they see other people doing so, and it sort of snowballs from there. And, you know, on the other side of the coin, it's inspiring me to take right action. Because all the time that I'm spent just becoming sedentary in my life, I'm not actually engaged in right action that can improve the world. You know, I'm not becoming active in social change if I'm not bothering to do anything, you know. And... um Giving out free hugs is just one right action that I can take, and that and that's that's the thing. I mean, that's the that's the ultimate point uh, that I think a lot of people seem to miss. They think that uh, someone who gives out hugs, you know, can't change the world because you're just doing that. I mean, for one thing, it assumes that that person is just doing that and nothing else. But other than that, it's um, it's because Hugs themselves don't change the world, but they're just one of the tools to do just that. You know, you know, we, um, as as I like to say, it's uh, very much like a game of chess. You know, you can't win a game of chess by using all of the same kinds of pieces. No, a, you know, a better strategy requires that you use a uh, a good um, a good synergy of different pieces that work to their own individual advantages and that's that's the thing you know in order to fix a car you need to use different kinds of tools you can't just use the same tool even though that there will be certain tools that can become quite universal but you can't do everything with one tool okay there's no there's no sonic screwdriver for social change all right <laughs> God, i'm not even a doctor who fan um but no, I'm just showing. Yeah, I was a I was a Doctor Who fan when I was a kid, so yeah, I'm letting that out. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the ultimate uh, the ultimate point really is that uh, they they are one of the things that we can do. So uh, so I encourage you if if any if any of you think that you know hugs would be a good idea to do, then uh, then go out and do it. You know, I mean, you you won't I won't be able to. I wouldn't be able to equip you with every single, you know, uh, well, the, the tools to overcome every single excuse that you might might have or every kind of uh, roadblock that you encounter. 
so but the thing because the thing is you have to you have to learn on the job as it were it's it's one of those things that you have to you have to dive in and you can't be fully fully prepared for and even if you tried to be fully prepared for then you would just seem too stiff and technical and not and not look like you're just enjoying it just for the just for the sake of it you know there there has to be a certain amount of um there has to be a certain amount of enjoyment in the task itself and not and not care whether you do fuck up because because that's the thing i mean you're going to be failing in anything you do unless you have complete control over it unless you have complete control over the variables of any situation then there are things that you're going to uh that you're not going to succeed in being able to control so failure needs to become just a part of the process you know it's like that i really love the uh, there's a self-development coach uh, called uh, Hubi and uh, and one of the things that uh, that he said is every failure is a brick in my palace think about that every failure is a brick in my palace you know that, that I mean that's true in the sense that you can't get things right first time every, every time you know you have to you have to learn by knowing what not to do. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's handy to, to know what to do, but unless you realise that what you're doing isn't actually the, the right choice, then, how, then you're just going to keep doing that over and over and over again. And, you know, the first step to solving any problem is admitting that there is one. You have to know where you're going wrong. And that's that's the thing. That's one thing that human beings do in their personal relationships as well. I think that you know they we're not as honest with each other about where our boundaries have been have been crossed, and and not not just doing it in you know for the sake of uh, just doing it, but doing it because you care about that other person enough to to care whether what they're doing is upsetting you or not. If if you want if you like them, then you would be more likely to want them to be good to you more of the time. So the more that person knows about how to be good to you, the better, right? It's just like with with any relationship, it has to be win win, not win lose, right? And if you want to be with someone who wants it to be a win lose win lose scenario, then you know you you're not with a person who wants a true equality in a relationship um but yeah i'm really getting into self-development now and not into the yeah the hugs um but yeah essentially it's uh it's just a simple thing that i that i do and i encourage other people to do and um it's just something something to be enjoyed something to to tell your fellow man that it that it's okay you know i'm i'm here for you as as another human being and i think that's the, the lasting effect of people who actively campaign to give free hugs. I mean, you know, you look on YouTube, there's videos all over the place um, of uh, people like all over the world giving out free hugs. So this is, this is a popular idea. 
and um and it's something that i think if more people were brave enough to engage in then there would be more uh more options uh for people to to see good things to do in the world and think ah that's that's a good thing i mean that you know the world the world becomes a lighter place and that and i think that's really the um the key for any uh any effort of uh social change where we need to start considering it possible plausible and in fact even maybe inevitable that the world will change for the better that there are people out there who are committed to making positive changes and it it is okay to help out as well you know the uh, the more people who we get on board with the idea of social change the more likely it will be to occur and uh, the the faster it will spread but we got to have that entitlement we've really got to think yes it is okay for me to do this and that's that's one thing that the free hugs thing it definitely directly challenges it directly challenges the the idea that it's not okay to just um give a hug to a complete stranger because a hug is something normally besides free hugs what what is a hug normally between people who know each other and at least like each other you know if uh, if you're being really formal with someone chances are you'll just shake them by the hand or something or maybe you know touch their arm or something but a hug that's that's a that's a caring that's a expression of a caring relationship and to have that for someone you've only met a f- like a couple of that you've only first seen like a few seconds ago that's it's almost like a social taboo you know and uh, and it directly challenges that that taboo to say why should it feel weird to see this why should it feel weird to share a compassionate um action with a with a fellow human being regardless of the fact that uh, that you've only just met each other you know what should stop compassion why should you feel weird you know and and a lot of people do feel weird and that, and they don't get past that initial oh this is weird reaction you know they uh they see something that's foreign to their their normal frame of reference and uh and think mm, i don't know um but for the people who can get past that they then start thinking oh that's nice that's really because I, I i mean i i get quite a lot of uh you know women remarking afterwards as as they walk away or if they've walked past it without giving a hug but they they have noticed it i've noticed a lot of people say oh that's really sweet you know <laughs> so it is a it is a good thing to do uh for society i mean <laughs> you can't pull chicks while doing it nor should you wish to because it's a friend to friend dynamic you can't move easily out of that into a dating frame or whatever it's it's something friendly to do for another human being it's it's a unisex thing it's a uni demographic thing you know i mean like like i said earlier that uh you have to be open to give hugs to anyone who wishes to to come up to you even if they're 
I don't know, even if they're, if, if you want to think about it in this, this way, even if they're aesthetically ugly, it does not matter. You give a hug to them anyway. That's the whole point of this. It's an unconditional compassion that you have for people. You don't care whether they're a man or they're a woman, whether they're a kid or an old person. It does not fat, thin, black, white. It does not matter. Right? It's a universal act of compassion. So that's that's some uh, some thoughts about how I uh, <laughs> how I've gone about that. I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. It's uh, it's been very meandering and uh, going off a lot on uh, seemingly hokey topics of self development. But I thought I'd bring it up. <laughs> so yeah, this uh, this podcast was brought to you by. Um, by Tinted Specsavia, the brand new service of uh, providing shades that enable you to start thinking more in a certain way, uh, whether it's uh, thinking about the world in a presupposed monetary sense or a presupposed political sense, whatever, uh, whatever confirmation bias you need to serve. This website, www.tintedspecsavia.com dot com forward slash offer and you enter the code name adam2015 and that can get you 10% off your first five re-education packs because obviously there's a dvd sorry there's a cd that comes with it and uh you know just to get you thinking more in that mindset so you can reinforce those beliefs so go to that and you can get 10% off the first five packs but uh this podcast um is really something that uh, that needs to be you know encouraged to uh <laughs> to spread in that sense you know like a good case of herpes <laughs> this podcast was also brought to you by our triad of sponsorship being Russell Brand, Caroline Lucas MP and Patrick Stewart uh, Sir Patrick Stewart um, Russell gets me, uh, sends me money in wet plastic bags, which I have to dry in the radiator. Caroline Lucas sends me money via carrier pigeon, uh, which sometimes I have to put a little Kevlar vest on because a neighbour a few doors down is really trigger happy. And uh, Sir Patrick Stewart beams me uh, the money in uh, using his uh, 3D printer called the Replicator. Uh, but they they've agreed to uh, to sponsor this show. Uh, until they can come on for at least 10 minutes to come on and talk with me about science and sustainability when applied to society. So one thing that you should do is uh, tweet, text, smoke signal, email, whatever you got to do, and uh, thank these particular individuals for sponsoring this show. And the more of us that do that, the more likely they will be to come on and talk with us. So that's that. I hope you all have a wonderful day and a wonderful life and I hope this podcast has you feeling well and maybe inspired to do a little more right action. But that's it from me. Not sure what I'm going to have on next week, but it'll be a surprise for me as much as it is for you. So (laughs) take care, guys. 